September 29, 1986, in Corbin, Kentucky, Kimmy and Charlene Lawson give birth to their youngest son, and on his birth certificate they have wrote, Robert Andrew Keith Lawson. This is my birth name. This is the name that was chosen by my mother and father 33 years ago. Robert comes from uh, one of my dad's older brothers, who is named Robert. Um, Andrew comes from the Bible. He was actually one of the first disciples of Jesus. It was a name that was chosen by my uh, mamma. And uh, Keith comes from my mom's youngest brother, uh, Johnny Keith. So these are the names that were given um, and decided that would form who I am called, who my identity is when it comes to um, being identified. But it doesn't define who I am. There's so much more in a name, um, really whenever we begin to think about our names. You can go back to uh, the meaning of each name that is given to you and you can google those names and they'll have different meanings and things like that uh, but really what this podcast is about is what people expect on uh, certain labels and titles and just hearing names you know, if I was to say Donald Trump first thing almost everyone would think of is President of the United States if you rewind years ago and say Donald Trump then most people would say that he's a wealthy businessman out of New York his name hasn't changed but his title and his position has um, there's probably some people before he became president that thought he seemed like an alright guy um, then some people didn't know or really care much about him other than his wealth until he became president and uh, their thoughts of him changed either for the better or the worst so this podcast series titled what's in a name is really looking into that um, whenever you hear your name called um, or you're writing your name on a check or you're signing a receipt from a purchase do you ever really stop and think who is that person or who was that person or who is that person going to be and that's what I want to focus on is understanding titles and labels and our name really doesn't define who we are I've had many titles throughout life um, different positions I've been called many names in life some good some bad but one of the first names or first titles or labels that really stuck out to me um, that I can think of in my younger age was friend Psalms 18 in the latter uh, part of verse 24 says that there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother when I was a young child I remember going to this old schoolhouse church 
with my mom. The preacher was up preaching about hellfire and brimstone and being uh, called to salvation and being led by the Spirit. And all I can remember is my heart began to race. And it wasn't the fear of hell and the devil and the shouting and the screaming from the preacher. But my heart began to race because I began to understand that I had sin in my life. I had wrong in my life. And that I was in need of this Savior that he was talking about. And I remember him saying that Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. And as he so said those words, I could feel my heart just begin to beat harder and harder. And it was as if Jesus was literally standing in front of me, knocking on my chest, asking to come in, to forgive me of my sins, and to become Lord of my life. I looked up at my mother and began to explain to her the feeling that I was feeling and being a small child, I didn't really understand what all was going on, but I knew that I was being drawn and pulled, and um, God was preparing my heart for salvation, for His gift, for His Son, and, uh, you know, Mom just was like, do you want to go pray, and I said, I believe I do, and so I walked down that altar, and, uh, and I asked Jesus to, to come into my life and to become Lord of my life. And at a young age, I had a, a grasp and an understanding of who Jesus was. He wasn't a little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid inside of a manger next to a donkey and some wise men. But he was that friend. You know, as I mentioned earlier, that mom and dad gave birth to their youngest son. So I have a older brother, and I understand what it what it is to have a brother. And that scripture says that there is a friend that will stick closer than a brother, and that's who Jesus was to me. That's who Jesus is to me to this day. He is that friend that goes beyond all bounds and all bonds and is right there next to me and just being at a young age and understanding that really began to identify who Robert Andrew Keith Lawson was and my first title and label was friend the first part of that First is that if you want to have friends, you must first show yourself friendly. So for me to consider Jesus my friend, I had to be a friend. And understanding that, a few years later, I got my second label or name or title. And it wasn't as joyful and, and heartwarming as being a friend or a child of God. Um, or being saved and accepting Christ but it was my first understanding of conviction of disappointment of character and integrity it was probably 
third or fourth grade, maybe even second. I'm not sure on the actual date or time, but I can remember all the other details pretty well. Um, the teacher was coming around and was passing out shapes and these little blocks. Some were wooden, some were plastic. They were all different colors. There was red, yellow, and blue. And the shapes weren't just triangles and squares, but they were octagons and hex hexagons and pentagons and things like that. And the, I remember the teacher telling us to, to pair up uh, with the person next to us. And there's a boy next to me, and I mean, him talk from time to time, but to really call him friend, I guess I couldn't. But he was known to cause some trouble and act out in class and lose a lot of recess. And so the teacher passes out these shapes, and we're fixing to do some type of activity to learn about the different um, sides and things like that. And the teacher had one one rule and it was do not write on these shapes do not draw on these shapes do not scribble on these shapes so she hands me in my ziploc bag and it's full of a bunch of yellow and red and blue shapes so i open up the bag and dump them out on my desk and my partner's there next to me well i grab my pencil and the first thing i do is i flip over the octagon and it's yellow in color and I begin to shade that yellow to gray. We went on with our lesson and my partner there, he began to scribble on one or two maybe. And well, the teacher lessons over and the teacher comes back by and she starts to collect in these shapes. And I remember when she got to my desk, the look on her face, the disappointment and the anger that she conveyed with just one look I kind of turtled down into my seat a little bit and so she looks directly at my partner and says did I not tell you to not draw on these shapes and he began to stutter and say my name and tried to um, push all blame over towards me but her response is what stuck to me this many, many years. And it was, how dare you try to blame Andrew? He is such a good student. He never gets in trouble. And you're going to try to say that he done this. And in that moment, I had to make a decision. I had to decide that if I was going to disappoint my teacher and cower in my conviction and say that I would never do that or if I was going to let her continue to believe that she was right and that I would never do it or if I was going to admit that I'd done it well I chose not to say anything and I sit in silence and he finally spoke up and was like tell her you done it tell her you done it 
And so she looks over at me and I just shook my head. I couldn't muster up the words to say that I didn't do it. But I couldn't find the courage to say that I did. And that's when I realized that another title and label that I had upon myself and on who I thought I was was a liar and a coward. And those two labels stuck with me. And it was because I realized well for one I was able to get away with it because of my reputation prior to that incident was that I was the good student I never lost recess um, I was respectful and polite and so I soon began to learn that as long as I had this image of respect and obedience that I could probably get away with a lot of mischief as long as I didn't get caught. And there's no character and there's no integrity in that. But I still had that first title and that first label that I can remember and that's friend of God. And so I would constantly be battling the conviction of the mischief. And I was constantly battling trying to be that friend and do right by the Lord and have his boldness and have his courage. And it was just a constant juggle of finding out who I was and and all the different titles and labels that would be found and things like that. But as I've gotten older and lived through a lot of uh, different times and situations and uh, disappointments and judgments and convictions and uh, successes and failures and uh, sin and repentance and forgiveness and grace it's, it's took a lot of that for me to understand what integrity is what character is and what's in my name who I really am and who I'm going to be in God and so that's what this podcast is going to be and it, it's not going to be about me and the times that I drew on blocks and lied about it um, or my salvation story or things like that. Um, next episode, we're going to probably look at a little shepherd boy, uh, the youngest in his family and the titles and the labels that he had, but yet what he became in God. And that's our focus. Is that though I labeled myself a liar at a young age, it doesn't mean that's who I am.
It doesn't mean that I don't have the ability to tell the truth. It doesn't mean that I don't understand the consequences of telling a lie and the conviction that comes with telling a lie. But it was just different things in our lives that help mold, make, and grow us into who we are and who we're going to be in God. So I pray blessings upon you and your family and hope that you tune in for the next episode.